grab a beer. We'll put college football in your ear. Let's rock and roll. I got mine. Damn no chance. 2-0 last two years. Damn no chance. Marvin Harrison, shit. It's bad. Is the Phoenix going to win the Heisman? Oh, yeah, Mr. Phoenix is definitely going to win the Heisman, yes. And is there a cheer for the Ducks? Do they do anything in particular? Are they like to throw out this goddamn O, which means zero national championships. Oh, awesome. 42. 40, the 42. final score is 42. 42 is what I meant, officer. 42. <laughs> okay. And then, I ain't going back to jail. <laughs> They don't let you out. <laughs> Name one person from the offensive line on Northwestern. <laughs> I actually don't know. All right, one person from the defensive line. Um, I don't know. <laughs> one person on the team. Anyone on the team? <laughs> Decker. Decker. Can you can okay, the girlfriend comes with the answers? Here we go. She knows the team. Can you at least tell us the name of the mascot. Willie the Wildcat. There we go. Big Ten Backers podcast here. Irish just won the game, took down the Trojans. They busted them. Son, this guy stormed the field, and he's excited. Hey, I walked up to Caleb Williams. I said, let me see them nails now, boy. (laughs) You saw what he wrote on his nails last year, right? Oh, yeah. He said, F-U-C-K-N-D. I don't take that kindly. I take that to my heart. Got some Penn State fans. How are you guys doing today? We're doing fucking great. All right, we want to know what the score is going to be at the end of the game. 49-10, the good guys. Where are these points going to come from? Second. Suspended. Rest of the season. Rest of the season. Absolutely. All right. Did he know? Did Absolutely. Is Connor Stallions gonna win the Heisman? <laughs> Absolutely. It is fan here now. What do you, here, here. do you think Jim Harbaugh knew about the sign stealing? Listen, I think he had a he had a little idea, but Welcome back Big 10 backers. We are live and ready to go, man. Before we just yes, before we start talking about Woo. these conference championship games, we're going to see how Beef is doing. How we doing, Beef? I'm doing well. How are you, my my man? You know, it's always well. I got my whiskey. Got me a cigar ready for after this show. How about you, Brandon? How we doing? I'm awesome. I'm ready for these games. Can't come soon enough. All right, we're going to get into uh, AJ and B and Brandon's best rant. Man, these people out here doing this kid dirty, saying he was in blackface. Shit got me pissed off. This kid wasn't in blackface, man. Leave these kids alone. He was an eight-year-old kid out there trying to celebrate his favorite team, dressed up as a chief, celebrating the Chiefs. Leave those kids alone. So what you got, Beef? Man, come after me. I'm 40. I'm a man. Don't come after an eight-year-old, man. There's better things to do with your life if you're trying to be a hero. Like, go donate some time to charity. Uh, fill someone's meal. Like, give them some money in their checkbook, man. There are much better things to do to better society than to go after an eight-year-old at a football game wearing a headdress, man. Come on. It's, it's getting out of control and those people Absolutely. that are complaining they probably just have nothing better to do with their life like what are you gonna do man like why you gotta attack an eight-year-old kid like you said man go somewhere go do something do something positive go so serve some soup at the kitchen let this kid enjoy it. he's being a fan that's all he's doing he has no agenda unlike everybody else man, who's what? Complaining about this he's there just to celebrate his team what you got brandon you know i i just this this doesn't make any sense to me like do you guys remember um I don't know. Do you guys remember Chief Illini Weck and how like it was like a white man that used to come out or whatever? Yep. They used to get all pissed off. And then I, I don't know if I was if they were doing any cancel culture before then, but I remember when that was a big spiel. And it's just like sure. it doesn't to me. It doesn't make any sense. Like I guarantee you, ninety nine percent of the people that are complaining 
excuse me on this. I don't want me to be braced into this, but are white. And I guarantee you this kid has got a, has, has some native in his blood, which I'm also guaranteeing you most of America has native in their blood. So... Well, at the end of the day, it doesn't even matter. He's celebrating the Chiefs, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah let it go. He's dressed as it's a, a football team. Lord have mercy. He's just being. This is people's break from. This is people's break from reality. They're trying to have fun. What are you going to do next? Go after Lou Holtz, an eighty-year-old man? Come on. All I know is is Oliver Young said it best. Damn shame. It's a damn shame. Let's get into the games, though, bro. Let's get yeah. into this. Enough with this. Do it, man. Let's go. Let's bring out yeah, those big ass go. dump trucks. Let's talk about some football. We got Michigan playing the Hawkeyes for the Big Ten championship game. We got mm-hmm. Brandon the Hawk guy here. Man, oh man. <laughs> the Big Ten West against the Big Ten East. Not a good game typically. Beeb's gonna break down some stats for you, but man, is this one ugly. You know, the Go Big ahead. Ten West the Big Ten West fucked this up bad. The Big Ten East has won every game by an average score of thirty-six to sixteen and some change on both of those. The Big Ten East almost averages three touchdowns better in their victories. That is shit planning by the conference. They had it right with leaders and legends. They had it broken up well. They just had the wrong fucking names because that sounded stupid. And so guess what? Now they're going to get rid of the championship, at least the divisions, and then let everyone play. This is the year that it makes the most sense, starting next year with the addition of the West Coast teams. Then you have a whole West, which is talented, versus a whole East, which has talent. Talent equated, it would have been great. And this year, if they didn't have divisions, it would be Ohio State and Michigan playing each other. And that would be the most watched championship game on television. Brandon Big Ten's just fucking up all along. Fans, man. You see that? Yeah, I do. Let's go. What you got for Brandon, Steve? Man, get that. Get the Hawkeyes out of here. Once you can score some points, come on back and tell me what's up. Shoot. You got the wrong Brandon, but you know, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Well, yeah, man, like this game, as far as the Big Ten West, Big Ten East, Jim Delaney had it right, man. He had it right when he built this division to be more in the competitive market and, and splitting the teams based on that. But then he killed it with the legends and leaders name that everybody hated. And then all, of course, the fans jumped on it and they wanted a geographical spread versus an actual competitive spread, which I think we should have stuck with Jim Delaney's way. We would have got used to the mm-hmm. legends, or at least just change it. Great Lakes and Plains or something crazy anyway. But you know, we got another guy here. Look at this, man. Someone's going go Hawkeyes from the oh, Sun boy. Belt Syndicate, man. If y'all want to check out their oh, podcast, boy. check it out. Go Hawks. It's a damn good podcast, by the way. Oh, it is, man. If you want to see them check break down some out. film, they do a good job, man. Damn good oh, job. Yeah. Check that out. Beef, you got any more to say about this game? Well, give me your breakdown and then I'll go into mine, brother. Well, don't think Iowa has any chance at all here. I mean, they could have four turnovers and still lose this game. They're going to need turnovers within the 20, so they have to score. Their defense has a better chance of scoring on Michigan than their offense does. This is going to get ugly. I mean, if Michigan goes up 17, this game's probably over. Like I just Iowa just has no offense to respond to anything Michigan does. I don't expect a good game here. I wish they would have jumped into getting rid of the divisions early, but the Big Ten's always one year behind, always last. Now, if they were the SEC and we have good teams all over the place, they could stand in this two different conferences, West and East, but we're not the SEC. We're the Big Ten, and the Big Ten West, unfortunately, never holds up. And that's all I got to say. It's going to get ugly. (laughs) Michigan wins 34-3. I'm not even sure if they get that three, but I'm going to say 34-3. Yeah, it's tough. The last time Iowa faced a defense as good as Michigan – it was against Penn State, and guess what? They didn't score a point. Iowa still has their butt cheeks clenched from that game. I mean, they bent over and took it, and those showers are rough in Happy Valley, man. This Michigan D is similar, only better. I do think uh, Iowa will score just because they're in a championship game. They're probably pumped up. They got that momentum going, but no more than 10 points. Um, Iowa has not beaten a team with eight or more wins this season. That's because no one in the Big Ten West has eight wins, except for Iowa. But I'll give Iowa six points because I think they'll play hard on their chance to go to the playoffs. 42 to six. That's what I got. What you got, right, Brandon? We're going to do another comment here. Larry, son, Redding says we owe him. Oh, He did say Auburn was going to give Alabama a good game. We should probably hit yes, on this later because we're definitely going to talk about that game. And he was right. Oh. They had him against the ropes. 
but didn't get it done. We do owe him a shout out. He's on College Football Villains. You want a little SEC action? That's a good good podcast to check out. But let's get Brandon's perspective on this game. Well, the spread actually dropped. It's now uh, Michigan at minus 22, and the over and under is 34 and a half, and I believe it was at 36 and a half. So if I were a betting man, I would definitely take the over. I'm not confident in this game whatsoever. Um, If we had all of our starters from the beginning of the season, then I would probably say we would keep this game super close and I would take the under on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not confident, but at the same time, I'm going to embrace this and enjoy it while we still can, you know, because I don't see us with the new teams that are coming through. I don't see us unless a miracle happens and we just go crazy and get a bunch of dudes in the portal. Because, you know, Iowa's a destination school, which is not, I hate to say this to anybody that's an Iowa fan, I'm just just being honest, you know, cornfields and freaking truck stops, you name it. World's largest Uh, truck stop. Speaking of that, my sister who wants to go to the world's largest truck stop for her anniversary says, let's go blue. It's a lot of fun. You would love it. But um, um, good thing I'm going to be at my wife's Christmas party for her work. Um, I'm back in the blue right now. At a (laughs) boy, I'm actually picking them to win the whole thing. Early spoiler alert: just let you know, I no confidence whatsoever in this. Um, We're not going to get past six points, so it's going to be something like thirty-eight-three would be my guess. If I were to be an honest person, Um, I don't trust our quarterback. I don't trust our offense like most of the country doesn't, and Michigan is just going to prove why. I feel like they're going to win the whole thing this year and put the Big Ten back on the map. Take that one, SEC. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say good luck to anybody that tries. I'm going to root for a future Big Ten team. Speaking about that future Big Ten team, we got two Big Ten conference games this year. Everybody knows Michigan's going to win. We're going to say goodbye to Brandon. We're going to move on to the next game. Appreciate you, Hawkeye, uh, and coming on here. Yep. Let's talk about this next. Thank you. Big Ten game. Uh-oh. It's almost Big Ten, isn't it? It's almost Big Ten. These two schools battling it out again. Here we go. Another Big Ten title game, pretty much. You can call it that. Oregon gets a second shot here to take down the Huskies. Beave, talk about this one for me. Hey, man. When the Ducks got beat in Seattle, I thought they were the better team. They just had some coaching strategy changes that could have been made, and they would have won the game, honestly. I know the Pac-12 and their home field advantage makes a huge difference, man. Huge. And that game now is at a neutral site in Vegas, baby, and the Ducks are going to put on a show. They're going to be dancing. Dancing in Vegas, man. Dancing in Vegas, man. Break this one down a little bit further. How do you see this one playing out? I got Oregon's offense. uh, I broke them down a little bit. Not a lot of areas to pick apart, really. They're 81% with goal to go, which is like 50th in the nation. So that's like their only real deficiency. And a lot of that was from this last game where they went for it on fourth down every time. On defense, their cornerbacks are probably their biggest weakness, and they got about a 50% pass completion against those quarterbacks. Uh, Phoenix, he, he does not do well when he's got pressure on him. He's 73%. When not under pressure, so a clean pocket, ready to go, fire that ball, and reach his check downs 43% when he's got pressure. But let's look back on the previous game. Man, Oregon got tons of pressure, and the Phoenix still won the game. He still did well. He came through when it counted. And those six points that Dan Lanning took off the board by going for it on fourth downs would have led the Ducks to a win the way it played out. Hindsight's always 20-20, but what happens? Does Dan Lanning get too conservative this time around because he's worried about what he did in the past? I don't know. I don't think he is. I think he's a guy that's going to take chances no matter what. It's on a neutral field. I'm going to take the Phoenix out of my mouth. It's been tickling my tonsils all year long. And that's time to switch it with some Ducks in the rematch. I got the Ducks 44-41 and Landing kicks that field goal. Brandon's got a question for you, man. Yes, sir. You're going to have to read that out loud. It's too small. He says, do you think if Oregon wins a close game, do both teams make the playoffs? It depends on what happens around the rest of the nation. Um, they got to have an open spot for both of them. So you got the championship game. Championship game is a lot to the, the committee. Texas, if they win, 
They get a championship game, win the championship there for their conference. They're probably in. And then you got the the Big Ten and you got the ACC to compete with. There has to be some chaos for both to get in. A lot of chaos. So Florida State's going to have to lose. Texas is probably going to have to lose. And then, yeah, you got an argument. Yeah, we got Troy. Troy's saying coaching decisions are key. And that's really what cost them, like he said, in the first game. Like, I love Dan Landing. I like how he's a little bit of a risk taker and he'll he'll push his offense. And man, he seemed to bore do that last week against Wazoo. But how's this going to yeah. shake out, man? Does DeBoer go crazy again? Does Dan Landing cost his team? I mean, to me, Penix is, he's been playing pedestrian at times, man. Like there's times where he doesn't look so good. There's times that he plays up and down the competition. Oregon's yeah, might, but this might competition is up. To deal with again. But we'll see, man. Last time Washington answered the call when the Ducks quacked. Let's see what the Huskies do. Troy also says, Huck those. Fuskies. Kind of crazy. Fuskies. Come on, Troy. Fusk those fuck fuskies. Ooh, almost said the real word there. Troy, you almost got me. <laughs> you almost got me, Troy. Way to go. But yeah, man, I don't know. I think Oregon is the better team. I think they've improved since they played, played Washington. I think Washington has kind of gone the other way. But man, you never know what the Huskies, they're up and down. I expect a 10-point win for the Ducks. I think they win this one 41-31, and I think the Ducks make the playoffs, man. What you think, Beef? Hey, man, I told you. I, I think I'm going to take the Ducks, man. Uh, take the I, Ducks. Want, I want to pick Washington. I'm going to take the Ducks 41-31. Or no, sorry. I'm going to take the Ducks 44-41. That field goal. Laning gets that field goal. I want to pick Washington so bad, but you just got to look at it. Oregon's got the defense. They got a running game. They got a passing game. They got everything. They're solid. And, and last time, Washington just had that home field advantage, and that makes a big difference in the Pac-12. Makes oh, a huge it difference. It does make a massive massive difference. The Sun Belt Syndicate, they're chiming in again. They're saying Huskies eat ducks. I don't know. Do they train those Huskies to, to hunt ducks? Oh, um, yeah. Dogs are always hunting ducks, man. Come on. <laughs> are they properly trained, though? Tell me that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't... Yeah, Huskies are well-trained dogs. I mean, they pull a fucking sled for sure. They yeah, eat really. a duck if you tell them to. <laughs> well, they catch. Pull your ass there. All right, we're going to get into this one later. But Ronnie, Ronnie wants to know, how do you think Ohio State gets in? But we're going to cover this a little bit later after we get through these big games. We'll get back to you, Ronnie. Let's, you want to move on? You want to take some luck. Big one, man. You want to move on to another big one? Let's get it. All right, we're going to skip over the SEC. We're going to save that one for a little bit later. We got a guy All coming right. in on the show. He's going to talk right. about this game with us. But Where let's we talk going now? about them Cowboys and them Longhorns. You got a bull riding special here. Cowboys on the Longhorns. B, tell me about this one. Hey, man, those Cowboys are messing with the bull, and they're about to get impaled, dude. Texas. Well, they've been in a few close games, and that's normal for a championship game or championship-level team. They're going to have their struggles. Every team does. It's just about making the wins, man. If you win, you move. You move on. All right. And Texas has won. They're moving on. I just can't get behind a team like the Cowboys, that second OSU or third OSU. It's definitely not on Ohio State's level. They lost 45-3 to to UCF. And that was a late game in November. No, I think it was November 11th. Man, I can't get behind a team like that that's going to get waxed. They ain't no, got it. I think Garth Brooks said it best when he said, Cowboy drew a bull, no man could ride. And I don't think these Cowboys got it. If they're going to get it, they're going to have to saddle up. They're going to have to shorten this game. They're going to have to make it a, an eight-second game, not a long deal. They, they can't hang with An eight-second bull ride? ride? Need an eight second bull yeah. ride here because they're not lasting, Shit. man. To me, maybe they got eight seconds. Go. Maybe they got All eight right. second eight. Hey, man, I think they got maybe eight seconds to pick up that soap before they get rammed, Jerry does Jerry Sandusky style. I got oh, Texas, gonna, bro. Yeah. They got Texas. I got Texas long, huge. Man. What's your score, man? 41 21. 41 21. I think Texas wins 38 24. But if the Cowboys are going to stand a chance here, they're going to need a heavy dose of Gordon. Running back Gordon, man, expect him to get lots and lots of carries in this game. He's a Doak Walker finalist. He's going to have to carry the load for these Cowboys. I still don't think they get it done. Still think it's the Longhorns, and I think they win pretty easily, pretty big. But I think Oklahoma's going to, or Oklahoma State's going to score some points, no doubt, man. You got any oh, keys sure. to the game? Yeah, I think you're right with Ollie Gordon, but I don't think that they can get past that Texas defensive line. It's too stiff, too strong. They'll shut them down. 
too stiff and too strong. All right, let's move on, man. Let's move on to the ACC. We got the cards. We got the Seminoles. ACC matchup. B, what you got on this one? Hey, man, Brian Brom and those Louisville Cardinals, Cardinals, they are in a Cinderella story, man. And hopefully Brom doesn't turn into a pumpkin and shit down his leg because this is a late game, you know, man. It might go into the midnight. I oh, mean, if, if this if this game were with Jordan Travis, I mean, he has 8,000 total career yards, 66 total career touchdowns. I would definitely pick Florida State. And I think a lot of people would, but they got a lot on the line with the playoffs coming. And that Tate Roadmaker, he has proven to kind of be like a wet fart, man, with a little surprise, too. You know, the absence of Travis has made a big deal. He really, he's been just pedestrian. He's got okay stats. But the interesting um, thing of this all, Jordan Travis started his career at Louisville in 2018. He's been around for a while, man. He has been for a while. I got to give a shout out to my mama. She she wants to let everybody know that she's watching. Hi, mama. How you doing? Oh, hell yeah. That's (laughs) awesome. Thanks for tuning in, mom. Uh, We got Teresa here. She's saying go at OSU. They're not going anywhere for a while. They, they got at least to the new year before they show up anywhere anytime soon. Sorry, Buckeyes. Which OSU? Um, well, who do you think, man? She's an Ohio State fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were talking about maybe, Oklahoma Maybe she met the Cowboys. She wasn't very specific. Maybe she wants them to take down the Longhorns. Hey, Teresa, who you got? Is that Oklahoma State? Just put number one or number two. We'll know what you mean. <laughs> we got Brandon here. He's saying the Big 12 Championship game always messes things up i hope they do i hope the cowboys mess things up take down texas and make some chaos i hope we get chaos it's always interesting with some chaos <laughs> it is always interesting with chaos we had a couple more comments and i'll get to my half of this game uh you know my brother-in-law ronnie he just wants to remind you that go blue just wants to rub it in a little bit more oh thanks a lot man sorry, sorry steve sorry steve Hey, and, uh, you know, I mean, I gotta take it. Out. I guess I since it. I told my mom I loved her, I gotta tell my sister I love her. So you know, oh damn it, <laughs> <laughs> can't be leaving your sister out, bro. No, even though I gave her a shout out earlier, but whatever. Anyways, back to this. Better go day. tell your brother in law you love him too. I I can't tell him I love him. He knows it. We don't have to say <laughs> it. It shows up when we barbecue for one another. You know, that's right. All, all our love comes through food. But anyways, man, as it should. Louisville was my surprise team in the ACC this year. They did well. On making that come oh, yeah. true. I think the whole world wants Louisville to win this game. I want Louisville to win this game, not only because they were my surprise team, but I think there's so many one-loss teams that would be a better fit for this four-team playoff than the Seminoles yep. without Travis. It's, it sucks. It's a shame that they lost them. Hell, we had Florida State highly ranked before this season. Everybody kind of laughed at us, and here they are. Yeah. Not their starting Sweet. quarterback. So these are two teams that we picked in the ACC that said we're going to do some some damage this year and man we called it it sucks for them though i feel bad for the seminoles but i do want louisville to win just because i think the seminoles won't stand up very well in the playoffs without them even though i think they're a defensive driven team they're not necessarily a quarterback driven team and i think some people forget that that number 11 florida state defense is no joke yep now can that can that do well in the playoffs against say georgia Mm, i'm not sure Doubtful for me, but man, Jawar Jordan, the running back for Louisville, another Gordon-type running back. This dude can play ball. He can carry the rock. He can tote it. 6.4 yards per carry. Louisville is going to depend on him and lean on him against that Florida State defense uh, with Jared. Jared's a beast at defensive end. Should be a fun little match in the trenches between Jawar Jordan and, and Jared Verse. Interesting to see how that one plays out. Man, oh man, Beeve. I got Louisville actually winning this game 28-24. What's your score, Beef? I mean, the interesting part about this is Florida State's defense is legit, but they're ranked 20th in passing yards per game. And guess what? That's right behind Louisville, who's 19th. So you might see a lot of passing yards going up. They each average about 315 passing yards given up a game. Uh, but Jake Plummer... That quarterback for the cards, he's got 21 touchdowns. Along with those 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. One each in the last three games. So look out for that. Look out for those turnovers. But that quarterback, Tate Roadmaker, he's not going to put up all those yards against the weakness of the defense of Florida State or the weakness of the defense in Louisville. So I got 
Give me the cards. C-A-R-D-S. Cards, 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 baby. 21. Let's check that. 24-21. I changed my mind. 24-21. That's what we got. All right. Let's see. We got my my brother-in-law, Ronnie, here. He thinks Louisville is going to win 24-17. I think we're all kind of on the same page. Appreciate you guys chiming in and give us some comments. Keep bringing them. You know, my mom says she loves you too, Steve. She just wanted to throw that out there. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love you too. (laughs) And then we got to hit the Sunbelt Syndicate. Like I said, man, if you guys haven't seen their show, it's freaking awesome. They do a dang good job of breaking down each individual play. You know, someday we're going to do some play-by-play like they do. We got to get some training with these guys, but we're going to bring up their comment. They also had Florida State in the preseason college football playoff. They're sticking with them. They think they're going to win this game. They're saying that backup's getting better and better and, and improving, and let's see what happens. I agree with him. He is getting better and better, but will it be enough? I mean, if you count Florida as a defense to judge him on, then okay, but that's a garbage team. It, I wouldn't say garbage, but you know. Yeah, it's almost garbage. Eh, I wouldn't go that far. B. That's, that's, that's a little bold, man. Well, they that's did a beat bold. a rated team in Tennessee, I guess. They did. They did. All right, we're gonna play. We're gonna play another uh, video here, and then we're gonna get into this SEC battle. That's gonna be a good one. But uh, saving the best for last is this the best? I I think it might be, man. I don't know. Oregon Washington. Oregon Washington's pretty damn good. Can't dog that game. You know, I know we got two dogs to talk about. Definitely can't dog that one. But it's one. It's definitely probably the best one or the better of best two. Uh, Absolutely. Let's get into this video, and then we'll get into that SEC matchup that is man the sec let's go championship game big 10 backers are live we just ran into an indian head we're gonna crack some nuts today we're gonna bust some nuts we're gonna bust some nuts they're gonna What do y'all think of this game so far? We're gonna win. We're, we're gonna, gonna win. win. We're, we're gonna win. We're gonna win. We're giving the fuckers the away right now, but we're gonna come back and win it. Ten Beckers podcast. We're at the student section. Is Ryan Day soft? Oh yeah, soft to me right now. <laughs> Sherman soft. Oh, it's cold. <laughs> it's cold, man. Very Sherman soft. Very cold. Very cold. Very cold. Right. Mark it down, sign it, advance it, yup, lock it, bet, beat, bet, beat, bet. Does Jim Arbaugh own that third base Ryan Day was born on? He does. He's even having jobs. He don't even got to be here. He got fired. Where y'all going after this? Where we going? We going race. We going to race. See you there. Woo! Broadcast here. Michigan just took three straight to the Buckeyes. Come on, get on the field. Let's get going. Where's the after party? We all going after this. We're going to Ryan Day's mom's house. That's where we're going. We're going to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How bad are y'all going to beat down Iowa next week? Oh, hey. oh, oh. Fucking take him to Pottertown Big Ten Championship, baby. Let's go. It's 2.0. Hey, 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 Man, Steve, it has been a fun ride this year. We've been at 16 games so far this year. You guys are seeing some of our interviews 16, from around. 16 Big Ten games, man. That we've map is all awesome. Over the Midwest, all over the Midwest. We've been, you name it, we've been there. I think we missed out on going to Nebraska. We missed out on Maryland and Rutgers. So we've been to every uh, Big Ten game. Iowa, or, or Illinois, of the Big Ten, We got to see three Pac-12 teams that are coming to the Big Ten. The only one we didn't get to see is the Ducks. That's changing next Damn year. It. We're definitely going to be at the Oregon-Ohio State game. You can count on that. Absolutely going to be there for that one, man. We got to welcome these new Big Ten teams in. But, you know, enough about the Big Ten. Let's talk about the ACC. We got the SEC championship game, and, boy, these guys always put on a freaking show. They know how to party down south and how to play some ball down south, and, man, do we have another giant game Georgia versus Alabama. B, what you got on this one? Hey, man, Georgia has some quality wins now. That's what we complained about in the beginning of the season. They got Missouri. 
They beat down Ole Miss, too. And then Tennessee, who I wouldn't really call a great team. I don't think they should be rated, but that's just my opinion. And then they got, you know, Tennessee just lost to a bunch of good teams, and then they got beat by one bad team in Florida. Beside the point, Georgia is passing that eye test, man. And now they have the resume. Alabama has grown into a contender over the season after that loss to Texas. In the beginning, all the talking heads that kind of had to shake off Alabama because they had them up there in the beginning of the season. But today, Bam looks like that team of destiny. And that Texas loss ain't so bad now that they're in their championship game and they might make the playoffs too. What do you think? Well, we're going to talk about Ronnie. Ronnie's chiming in. He thinks Bama wins 21-24. I guess he met 24-21, but whatever. He's a Michigan fan. He can't put things together, right? We won't hold that against him. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, I, I called for Nick Saban to win a title at the beginning of the season. I think that that sticks. I think Nick Saban, the GOAT, is going to pull out some GOATness, and he's going to try to find – he's going to figure out a way to beat these these dogs, man. It's going to be a close game. I think it's 38-34. What concerns me is Carson Beck. Carson Beck does not get the love he deserves. He's been outstanding this year. You got McConaughey coming back full healthy. I mean, he's been back, but you know, fully healthy. Match him up, man, with Bowers. Golly, man, it's it's a task for the it's a task for Bama. It's it's a huge task for Nick Saban. Kool Aid's got to play all out, man. He better get the sugar in that in that pitcher and and mix it up because he's got to play hard. Still taking Tide. Not definitely not confident in this one at all. But man, what you got beef? Here, I'm going to have to break this down to make your confidence rise, but in the other direction. Wow, I cannot believe you're going against the dogs, man. The chaos that it would bring, I get it. I would love for Alabama to do it, but I'm not going against these dogs. I know the transitive property doesn't always necessarily correlate, but let's entertain those teams that they played, common opponents that were rated. Georgia versus Tennessee. Georgia played Tennessee away. They won 38-10. to Bama played Tennessee at home and they won 34 to 20. That's a 14 point difference for Georgia. Georgia played Ole Miss at home. They beat them 52 to 17. Bama, Ole Miss at home, 24 to 10. 21 point swing. So let's average the two, 17.5, maybe plus three because Georgia played Tennessee away. So that's like 20 points. The key to this game to me is going to be Jalen Milrow. Let's break him down a little bit. His completion percentage is all over the place, man. You would like These to break teams, it down, What's that? I would <laughs> like to break it down. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, I mean, the teams with a pulse that he played on defense, let's look at those. All right, his worst games, worst completion percentage, 47.6 against Arkansas. Golden Boot Podcast, you got anything to say about that? Next one, 51.9% against Texas. This is the beginning of the year, so don't hold that one too much against them. 63.6 against AM. And the surprising one, 65.2 against LSU. Let's look at the best. The best was against Mississippi State, 81.3%. But that defense isn't good. 67th in the nation in scoring defense. Next best, 81.3 against Chattanooga, of course. Next one, 81 against Old Miss. Old Miss has a decent defense, sneaky decent. And then MTSU, 72.2%. So, I mean, if you, if you, went with his inflated percentage. He's at 66.4% right now. But the thing about him is he runs the ball a lot. I'm going with the dogs. I believe Carson Beck, whose worst game was 65% against Georgia Tech. And Georgia Tech, in that game, Georgia sat their three best receivers, three of their five. Brock Bowers was out. Lad McConkey was out. And Rara Thomas was also out. I got the ball. You're out of pocket. And you're out of pocket, too. Roll Tide. They're getting it done. Don't be crazy. No way. I got the dogs. Their top five defense is going to stick it to Bama. 38-24. All right. We got the Sun Belt Syndicate. They're chiming in once again. This show is brought to you via College Football Dogs. They help us put this show on. We do a lot of work with them. They do a lot of work with us. And they're saying Georgia Dogs, College Football Dogs. Coincidence? I don't think so. The dogs win. What you got on that one, B? What you got? What do you got to say? To hey, man. Up? Hey, I, first, thank you for the college football dogs for helping us out, getting us live. Second of all, 
man, at the beginning of the year, I said that I like my playoff team 50% dogs, and that still may happen. We might get Washington, and we're going to get the dogs, the, the real dogs, Georgia. They're going to be in there. I put money down on it. Who wants to bet me? Who wants to bet you? I'm, I'm not putting bets on this. You crazy. You crazy. Let's play another uh, video, short video for these guys. We'll get some Iowa love out there. We had some Iowa fans at Wrigley. They were kind of entertaining, talking about their their Iowa team. And then we'll I wish I would have made it there with you. We'll break down some playoff chaos. Big Ten Beckers podcast here. <laughs> Iowa just won the game on a game-winning field goal. How's it feel? <laughs> Cool. Ah, it feels pretty good. But I had the minus five, so uh, we're kind of fucked on that one. <laughs> that kind of does suck. Man, that offense today, they were just uh, dreadful for both teams. Well, they got 10. <laughs> well, that's halfway to 20, right? Man, that's close. How do, you, how do you feel about Brian? Personally, I don't mind Brian, but... He should not be an aisle. <laughs> Fair enough. Unless he's a tight end coach or offensive line coach. Was that a fair catch? I lost $1,500 on that call. Oh, <laughs> shit. That was not a fair catch. <laughs> oh, that hurts. That fucking hurts. Oh, it hurts a lot. How's it feel to be at Wrigley today for a game, though? I was hitting dingers all day. (laughs) All right, one more question for you. Worst fan base in the Big Ten? Nebraska. Nebraska? Fuck Nebraska. I will be hating these Cornhuskers. It's hard to be a has-been blue blood, isn't it? Hey, the VCR quit working, so... Right, fair enough. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. God bless. Go home. <laughs> oh, man. I love doing those interviews. I love going to those games. It's always such a good time. But let's talk about some possible playoff scenarios. Obviously, we got the teams. If you win, you're in. That's Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State. But, B, talk to, to, talk to me about some chaos. All right. We're the Big Ten backers, so we got to talk about how Ohio State gets in. The OSU. OSU 1, if you want to leave comments, if you're talking about OSU 2, that's Oklahoma State right now. The only way, the only sure way Ohio State gets in would be losses by Texas, losses by Bama, a loss by Florida State, and a loss by Oregon. All right? Do you agree with that? I agree. I agree with that. What about about some other scenarios for us? All right. If you have wins by Oregon, Bama, Florida State, and Texas, then you got to debate for Washington, Georgia, or Ohio State. And I don't know who you take in that. Those all have a one loss. Do you think Ohio State will make the playoffs? Well, what the hell kind of short bus special needs, nose-picking, booger-eating kind of question is that? Pretty goddamn obvious, numb nuts. Fuck no, Snake. Uh, yeah, I would go with no. I don't, That's not I, don't think, I don't think all that chaos will happen. I mean, it's, chaos happens a lot in college football. But That's a lot. That's a lot. A lot of chaos. That's a lot that they need. Slim. Slim chance. Slim to absolute. Okay, and honestly, as an Ohio State fan, I do not want to see McCord against all these good teams. I think no, he's just gonna he's gonna give those balls away. Yeah. He's gonna pull a Dylan Mulvaney and just cut them off and throw them to people. Oh, no doubt about it, man. I wouldn't want to see that. I think they're better off playing somebody else. I hopefully they do get a good bowl matchup. Uh, I know they were talking about maybe playing Louisville or something like that. I'm hoping if maybe Bama loses, they'll play Bama or something a little bit more entertaining for those Buckeye fans out there. Uh, but I guess you could say. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! <laughs> a little one. <laughs> Not much of a chance at all. Let's talk about some of these non-Power 5 schools. You got some interesting matches up here. A lot of these teams are on the kind of cusp of making that New York 6 game. You got Miami of Ohio playing Toledo in an all-Ohio MAC championship game. I mean, most of the schools in the MAC are in Ohio, but that's <laughs> true. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, that Jason Candle. I what I really want to talk about is how hot of a coach he should be as a candidate right now. Those Mountain Union boys, they're legit. Give me Toledo, thirty to seventeen. Yeah, I think Toledo wins this one. Thanks to their quarterback, they win this one, thirty-eight twenty-one. Maybe he hits the transfer portal. Maybe he ends up a Buckeye. Who knows? Let's move on. We got New Mexico State University versus Liberty. But let's hit some comments, man. Let's hit some comments. You talked about getting to bet earlier. Brian Barker wants to know what's the bet. He might be taking that 
that bet, man. Ooh. Hey, Brian, I'll, I'll hit you up Bama afterwards, game. man. You, you come at me with the bet. Bama ain't winning that. Nah, they're I'll not. Take whatever, I'll take whatever you want to put down. Nah, Tide's winning it, man. Come on, Brian. Put up some money. It's happening. Ronnie agrees. Oh, she's not getting in. They got a better chance of finding Jesus. Agreed. I'm with you on that. That's for damn sure. Brandon Snyder, he wants to know, do you think Toledo's coach is hot? Uh, you might have to look him I, up. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to need to see him in a thong first. And then we talked about the different between the difference between the OSU teams. And Troy says the Beavers are the the number three OSU team behind, uh, you know, Oklahoma State. And of course, I can get down with that. It would it would actually be a cool game to watch the Beavers versus the Cowboys. That'd be my dream game, game is always the Beavers to play South Carolina. I always wanted to see the Gamecocks yeah. take on the Beavers. I'd like to see Beavers and Cox all the time, man. <laughs> just do not Google it, at least not on your work computer. Sunbelt Syndicate says Jason Candle is his name. We didn't know his name. Appreciate it. I still don't know if he's hot or not, though. Sunbelt. Jason Sorry. Candle? Yeah. I, I can't remember what he looks like. Yeah. he's. I mean, he's just an average looking dude, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, back to this. New Mexico State versus Liberty. Liberty's right there. They're on they gotta get ahead. They gotta they gotta win this game. Kind of beat out Tulane for that New York six game. Should be an interesting battle here. Liberty's ranked 24. New Mexico State's obviously a good team. They took down the Tigers and not only took them down, they gave them a freaking beat down, son. But talk to me about this game. And in Jordan Hare, it's supposed to be that intimidating place to play, huh? supposedly i don't know those aggies they're hot but i don't think they're hot enough to beat ranked teams in a championship game liberty is going to be playing for that big money so give me liberty 41 24 sorry josh i know you're an aggie buddy but i gotta go with it hopefully you're watching josh i'm taking the aggies and the upset 31 28 if you want to call it an upset we got one more or a couple more non-power five teams to talk about uh, we're going to do one more that we're going to get a little bit more in depth in, and then we're going to hit some quickies, but we got SMU versus Tulane. Tulane obviously made the power six or New York's six bowl game last year. It was the highest ranked power, non-power five team and beat the Trojans. SMU is not long for the non-power five. They're joining the ACC next year. What do you think about this game beef? Uh, Tulane has been a great team for the last two years. I'm going to take the green wave to drown those horse cocks. No coming back from that death penalty, man. 33 to 30. It's going to be a close one, though. Yeah, I think it's going to be not so close. I think it's going to be a Tulane win by 10. They win this one 34-24. Tulane goes to the New York Six once again. Give me that green wave. Let's go. Uh, okay, that's the best I could do. That's the best I could do, B. <laughs> Come on, man. Bring it. Bring that energy for these little games. Come on. The American Athletic Conference, man. Let's go. Tulane, Mel Tucker's SMU, says Brandon Snyder. Shooting him in the rag, <laughs> tossing him in the trash, and moving on. Goodbye. Let's go. Goodbye, 50 mil. Just like that. Man, it was 80 mil. 80 mil? Ooh. You know, you yeah. got 50. He threw away cool. a lot of money. That girl better have been really good on the phone. I don't think anybody's that good on the phone. Lord have mercy. Yeah, I've heard some good stuff. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into AJ and Beeves. Well, one more. One more comment here. Sunbell says SMU wins this one and takes down Tulane. I disagree. Mm-hmm. Let's get into those AJ and Beeves best quickies. You got two more championship games. You got Boise State versus UNLV. And App State versus Troy. These are actually some really good matchups. I was actually surprised Boise State made it this far. They kind of seemed like they were struggling. But, man, UNLV, they put a good season together. Like, super good season together. So did Troy. And then, obviously, App State got that that huge upset against JMU. I mean, if you're looking for some undercard games, these are some good ones. What you got on these, Beef? I mean, it's good football to watch. That UNLV team was actually making Michigan's schedule a little bit better because they just kept winning after that. That was their only loss, I think, until like week 9, 10, maybe. I think they were 8-1 and for a while. Yeah. So that's a good team. That's a damn good team. Um, Mountain West, this time next year, it will probably be that OSU number 3 versus Washington State. So that will be interesting next year. I mean, they might call it the Pac-12, I guess. I'm going to play one more interview for you. Get a little outlook from these Hawkeyes and how they feel about their offense. 
Big Ten Beckers podcast here. We're taking in this Iowa Northwestern game. It's been an offensive clinic. You got to give me those stats, man, dude. Twenty-nine yards for Northwestern, eighty-two yards for Iowa. This is like a fifth-grade girls' flag football game, and I think there's some. There, there must be some great scouting going on behind the scenes because this is atrocious. <laughs> there's got to be scouting. We always blame the scouting. How do you feel about Brian? I mean, look, Brian's probably one part of the problem, but if you've had a terrible offense for multiple years in a row, he's going to be the fall guy. But there's a whole multitude of problems besides Brian. All right, what's it mean to be a Hawkeye? Well, punting is winning, number one. Like, that's like the – I think there's T-shirts or – that's the mantra. Number two, you can't fault Iowa's defense. They're they're clearly, like, top ten in the country, and they've shown that year over year. So, um, I think the Iowa formula is just hang around the game and wait for the other team to make a mistake. Hey, that sounds about right. All right, so the most important question we always ask, where's fan base in the Big Ten? Worst fan base in the Big Ten? Yes, sir. Ooh, uh, I'm going. I'm going Nebraska, hands down. Uh, having grown up on the border of Iowa, Nebraska, they've got they've got some weird mentality. Like they think they're living in the '90s. So yeah, Nebraska, 150. percent It's really hard to be a former blue blood. So I get that. I understand that. <laughs> no, well said. I don't even think. Is there any blue blood left in Nebraska though? It might have got drained out. It's totally gone. Yeah, there's nothing left. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming. All right, guys, we're going to address a few more comments, and then we're going to get into our betting section here. We got Vegas Matt about to come in. But we got we're going to address a few more few more messages here. Ronnie wanted to add one more. Go blue. Somebody said great show, and my sister said, "Have a wonderful night." But let's get uh, Seattle Matt in here and get this betting segment going. Go, We got Vegas Matt here. He's going to bring out these Big Ten backers best bets championship edition for these conference games. How we doing, Matt? I'm doing well. How you all doing? I'm always doing good. good, man. I'm glad we can hear you now. Yeah, sorry about that. Technical difficulty. We got to get that I'm- sexy face on live. <laughs> you all con me into doing this uh via video so we'll see how it goes Ooh man you gotta have to break down some of these uh damn these standings for us i don't even want to look at it oh lord oh lord i wasn't gonna lead into it but since y'all uh wanted to start there i guess we will i uh i had to help you two out this week i actually did pretty well going 16 9 and 1 on the week 142 117 and 4 on the year inching towards that 55%, which is what I want. Beave, you went three and four last week. After that seven and oh a couple weeks back, you know, you haven't really been able to scrape above 500, but you are 43 and 29, uh, 59.7%, right, which is still pretty solid. Again, 55 to 60, that's what we're looking for. AJ, buddy, that's one and six, man, one and six. You are now 35, 36 and one on the year. Uh, you are under 500, sir. Let's see what we can do this week. Ooh. Man, I went from 60% to that. Mm. You're losing us some cash, brother. I yeah. am. Yeah. Beef has got a Good thing I'm broke and can't bet. <laughs> time on the road with Beef. Uh, Beef's got a seven and a half game lead. So we got, you know, we got conference championship week, but we got 40, 41 bowl games, man. So those bowl games are going to fuck us, man. Oh, they are. Hopefully, they fuck. That's why you have me. That's why you have me. Uh, I love. I mean, all those people that sit out. It's gonna be so hard. You know, someone might lose their starting quarterback. (laughs) They might. It's gonna be kind of crazy to kind of keep. I guess we'll probably know before. Matt's gonna help us all through this betting bowl season when players are sitting out or what backup is actually good. He's gonna keep an eye on those lines. But let's get into this week, man. We got Oregon versus Washington in a rematch in a Big Ten championship game kind of <laughs> well this is as, big 10 uh, championship game one yeah as as buckeye and badger fans here i, I certainly hope this is a big 10 championship game in the future but it is the last pac-12 game as we know it uh down in las vegas 
This one was a very interesting line when it started. It actually opened up at minus eight and a half. A lot of people were saying early on in articles that it was minus nine and a half. Actually opened up at minus eight and a half, but you saw within the first hour at most books, it went right from eight and a half to nine and a half. So you're seeing a lot of the sharps, a lot of that money very quickly jumping on that Oregon bandwagon, shot it up in the nine and a half. And really since Sunday, you have seen no movement on that line. So from Sunday to Thursday, as we're talking here, you've seen it stay at nine and a half. So you saw heavy heavy money early between eight and a half and nine and a half. You've seen it stop at nine and a half. So I'd say if you see that start creeping down again, maybe lean towards that sharp play at minus nine, minus eight and a half. Um, Money's pretty even on the over-under, as you'll see. It's actually started at 67, dropped again very quickly to 65 and a half, and has stayed at 65 and a half throughout. So this was a game you could tell a lot of people had marked early, jumped on the bets they wanted, and now you've seen money going both ways as the week has gone on. I This is one I, I just don't understand. I've said it all year. I think Oregon's one of the most complete teams in college football. I think they screwed up five ways from Sunday in Seattle. They should have won that game, but they should have won that game closely. I think the University of Washington has found ways all year to get the ball to Odunze, get their offense clicking. Yeah, they've looked sluggish in a few games, but they seem to always find a way to win. I think in a game like this, if it stays at nine and a half and you want to bet towards tomorrow afternoon, if you want to pay for that half a point, I'd like to go to minus or plus 10 personally. If you pay a little bit for that extra half a point, go plus 10. I'd get I'd take the Huskies with the with the points. But let's start with you, B. Where are you leaning? Hey, man, I just wanted to say I think the Big Ten backers should have been at this game, man. We should have welcomed them in in style. We have a nice place to stay in Vegas, a nice baller house to stay at. You know where I'm talking about, Matt. Yes, right? I do. Yes, I do. So maybe uh, I make a last second flight to Vegas tomorrow, huh? I might be able to get a buddy pass and shit. I don't, this nine and a half point. Oregon's getting crazy. That's insane to me. So what I'm gonna do? Ooh, man, that over under. I don't. I don't know how to handle this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna take Washington. Yeah, I agree. And how about you, AJ? I'm taking Dan Landing and the Ducks. Boy, they better not let me down. I'm. I'm Look in hurting shit, mode. Boy. I'm taking the. T- I'm taking that nine and a half and the Ducks. Cover. No wonder you're down seven games. <laughs> the chances. We'll find like out. That. We'll find out. You're just like Dan Lanning going for it on fourth down too many times. Exactly. A little risky. Yeah, man. That, that is a lot of points to cover That's with a, a Washington ooh. offense that can score at will. But, um, you know, a lot I'm of people don't talk about over. it. Oregon's ninth in the nation in points against a lot on defense. So I, I do want to say that Washington, to me, in my opinion, has not played a lot of strong defenses this year. Oregon's going to bring the wood. So. Maybe yeah, they, they brought so. the wood last time, though. And look how many points Washington got. A lot of errors in that game. A lot of errors in that game by yeah. Oregon. Oregon should have won that yeah. game, in my opinion, by three to six Absolutely. points. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, those six points, if you kick both those field goals, that's the that's a three-point <laughs> lead. All these games are fun. We got to move on, though, guys. We got to move on Come to on. the actual Big Ten championship game. Ugly Let's one. Let's get to it. Michigan versus Iowa. Matt, talk about Look at that. So, 21 points. Line started out at minus 23 and a half in favor of Michigan. Pretty understandable. You saw it drop to minus 21 and a half. And if you're actually reading what's going on with the books and that line, you saw a lot of the sharps betting that money really big right up to that 21 and a half hook. And then you've seen it sit at that 21 and a half hook. So what Mm -hmm. you're really seeing is a lot of the cash and a lot of the money going to Iowa, as long as it's staying above 21 and a half, they don't want it to get to that 21 and under. So you, what you're really thinking is if you can get this spread above 21 and a half, 22, you're seeing a lot of the Sharps play Iowa. I don't agree with that. I think that if you look at the toughest game Iowa played this year, yes, it was on the road at Penn State. They got throttled 31 nothing. Um, so I, I really stay away from the spread here. However, I'm going to tell you where the Sharps are going, where the money's going. However, 60% of the cash is going with the over right now. That actually is around 34 and a half. It started at 35. You kind of see it at 35, 34 and a half go back and forth. I do think this is a game Michigan clicking on all cylinders. You know, they can put up 31, 34 points. Iowa squeaks in three, seven, 10, somewhere around there. My play here is the over. But let's start with you, B. Where are you going? Oh, easy over all day. It might be 10 points over. Could be. How about you, AJ? I've been over this game before it began because Iowa sucks, and I'm taking the over. <laughs> I like it. All right, let's go. We got the SEC championship game. 
dogs in roll tide. Yeah, this one started at minus five. You have seen it jump to six and a half. And based on what you're seeing with cash flow and what the sharps are playing, I actually think six and a half is a little bit low because everything I'm reading is tickets, cash going one way, and it is going towards the dogs. Everyone is saying that this line was too low. I actually wouldn't be shocked if you see this creep up to seven and a half before Saturday. So when you start seeing that kind of momentum and everybody's saying that, and you hear that the the casinos are sweating the fact that they don't like that much exposure, that tells me that they screwed up this line right away. So I'm not even going to really go to the over-under. I can talk about it briefly. It's right around 54 and a half, dropped about a point and a half. But to me, the play here is if you can get anything under minus seven, give me the Georgia Bulldogs. But let's start with you, B. Don't, Where are you going? Don't change it up, AJ. Come on. We just talked about this. Don't change it up. I know he's talking you into it. I see that brain thinking, brother. All right. By the way, uh, this is money. Follow the money. Oh, yeah. Lay the points. Easy. Georgia. All right. How about you? I call Nick Saban the goat to pull the upset here. If you're giving me points, I'm going to stick with Georgia if money's on the line. (laughs) (laughs) You changed it. I knew it. You bastard. (laughs) I had to, man. Money's on the line. Money's on the line. All right, let's move to Charlotte. We got Louisville versus Florida State. This one's scary to me. I don't know where to go with this game. Matt's going to kind of get us straight because this one's all over the place. I I actually agree with you, AJ. This one's really scary. I'm just going to tell you where we're seeing cash flows and things going. But to be honest with you, I I think they're a very scary game. And, And you can tell by the betting lines. They think so too. Minus two and a half Florida State. It opened that way on Sunday. It has stayed that way all week. So you've seen no change on that money line. That tells you people don't know. You actually have seen about 59% of the cash favoring Florida State. But when you see 59% of cash going one way and you're seeing that spread stay the same, you're not seeing it substantial. It's not enough. The the books aren't moving those lines. They do not want to go up to minus three because they don't want Louisville plus three. So you're seeing that stability right there. Over under is really the key here. Started at 51 and a half, plummeted to 47 and a half. That is a four point drop on that over under. You're seeing 74% of cash right now. Three out of every four tickets, cash wise, is going to the under. That's why it's dropping so much. But to me, when you're seeing that much out there and that much exposure, you're going to probably keep seeing that line dropping. That tells me under's the play here because I have no idea what you're going to get out of FSU's quarterback. So give me the under at 47 and a half. But let's start with you, AJ. Where are you going? Mm. I called Louisville in the upset. I think they actually do get the upset, but I think the under is the safer play. I think Matt's right. And how about you, Beef? No way. I'm going Louisville. Louisville in the two and a half. Hey, man, that new quarterback, he's going to show that he doesn't deserve to be there. Not just yet. Maybe later. He's going to get back to TikTok and dancing. Million dollar bull rider in this next one. Cowboys versus the Longhorns. Ooh, Matt. This one could get ugly. Tell me about it. I think it could, man. However, that's not where you're seeing money going. So started out at minus 14 Texas. You've seen that creep up a little to minus 14 and a half. However, you're actually seeing over the past couple of days, 54% of cash going to Oklahoma State. I agree with you all. I do not see Oklahoma State here whatsoever. I think Texas, again, Beav, you made these points in the past, solid on the offense and defensive lines. They have been dominating as of late. To me, in my opinion, I stay away from the spread. I just don't know what kind of team you're going to get out of Oklahoma State. This could be this could be over in the second quarter. However, where I am leaning is the over-under. Started out at 54.5. That has jumped up to 55.5. Oklahoma State does have a pretty good uh, rushing team, uh, 42nd in the nation in point scoring. Texas is uh, 14th in the nation in point scoring. They're also really good on defense. I can see this, that if this is a game that does get out of hand, which it could very well, I like that overplay. But let's start with you, B. Where are you going? I'm I'm in with the over. I'm in with you. And how about you, AJ? I am going to take the under. I think Gordon and the Cowboys are going to try to limit the possessions for the Longhorns. I still think the Longhorns win big, but I think Gordon shortens this game and there's not as many points scored as there should be. Could be. Hmm. That's what Hmm. I'm going with anyway. I think you're losing money, brother. (laughs) I have been all year, so why not? You know, let's keep going the way. Now the bills. Dude, you were doing good in the beginning of the year. (laughs) It's just you collapsed at the end. It's like I did, man. I took like a three game lead on you, and then ever from there is just we ain't, we ain't done yet, AJ. Come on, man. Stick um, with it. You're going to get up to 55%. I know. 
I know. I'm like a 25 cent machine ball. I'm bouncing. I'm coming back. <laughs> Let's head down to New Orleans. Tulane's kind of more like a home gas here. station That's door that swings both ways. Down. <laughs> yeah, this one, man. I said you're more like a gas station door that swings both ways. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> I don't know. How and I've been traveling with you, so fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Double I'm going to segue right into some Green Wave Mustang talk because uh, I got no other place to go other than that. This one, man, this has been horse crazy. cock. This is <laughs> that's what I have. That's what he was trying to say. Oh, fair enough. I'm <laughs> understandable. I didn't know oh, it was that kind of live stream. All right, yeah, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we got Green Wave and Mustang action here. This one, this one's been fascinating, man. This has like been watching the stock market all week. I've I've really rarely seen lines move this way. It actually started out minus three in favor of Tulane. You saw it jump up to minus five and a half earlier this week. And now you've seen it come crashing down to minus three and a half. Again, this looks like a stock bouncing all different ways every other day on the stock market. Doesn't make a lot of sense. You usually don't see that kind of movement with these. Um, for all y'all that aren't following SMU all that much, starting quarterback for SMU is out. The guy's been a gunslinger. They have been putting up ridiculous points this year. They're actually sixth in the nation in point scoring. So that is, is one of those factors. Backup quarterback came in in the second half last week, looked a little rocky. So I think if they had their starting quarterback, I'd be I'd be hammering SMU big on this one. The real play here is the over under. Started at 52 and a half. You've seen that crash down to 47 and a half. And just for reference to everybody that's listening on this, one to two point swings in college football over a week, that's kind of something to notice. This is a five point swing in five days. That is a massive number. And they had already ruled starting quarterback out on Sunday when this number came out. So this wasn't Vegas getting blindsided by this. This was a miscalculation. When you see something like that, I lay heavy under. But let's start with you, AJ. Where are you going? I think Tulane and give me the points. I think they cover. And how about you, Beef? I'm going with the over. All right. Wow. Fucking the trend, man. I think Tulane's going to do that, man. They're going to push Tulane. Tulane has not done much offensively. I do want to point that out. This is not the team from last year, even though they have a legitimate quarterback in Pratt. They are 60th in the nation in scoring. They have actually been eking out a lot of their games. If you actually go look at their schedule Mm -hmm. this year, they have not looked pretty. And the team we're going to talk about next, in my opinion, I think if they play a great game, they're going to be the uh, New Year's Six Bowl. So let's get to them. Lynchburg, Virginia. (laughs) <laughs> New Mexico State and Liberty. Yeah, so I was speaking about Liberty again, 12 and 0, number 24th ranked. Tulane, I, I kind of thought if SMU was going to be Tulane, you're actually opening the door to Liberty to go in. I think they'd have a better resume in Toledo. You could be looking at Liberty in a New Year's Six Bowl. How's Hugh Freeze going to feel about that? But uh, <laughs> anyway, Liberty minus 11 when it opened, dropped down to minus 10 and a half. But the thing was, is you were seeing a lot of really heavy play on my, at plus 11 for New Mexico State. That's where you saw that line drop, and then you saw it stay there for a while. So what I was reading, what I was hearing, was if you got that plus 11 New Mexico State, that is the play. Not sure if it's going to get up there, but as I mentioned earlier when we were talking about Oregon and Washington, there are ways that you can buy half a points here and there. So I look at this. If you're really looking to bet this game and you really like it, I like New Mexico State. Again, all those Aggies fans that are streaming this podcast, you can or this live stream, you can bash me for putting them in the Burns when you pee game of the week. This is not a Burns when you pee kind of team. They they played much better than that. So you know what? I'll own that with you all. If you can get this plus eleven, give me New Mexico State. However, I do want to point out quickly the over under started out at fifty three and a half. That has rose to fifty six and a half. So you're starting to see a lot of favor on that over as well. However, I like plus 11 New Mexico State. But if you're looking for that over-under action, I'd probably lay the over. Let's start with you, B. Where are you going? Now, first of all, I think we need to explain Burns When You Pee for the listeners that haven't listened on before. Um, it was just no game the this shittiest. Week, no point. No, it, was, no point. it was the shittiest games we could think of. But, yeah, I just wanted to preface it. And we might be bringing it back for the bowl game, right? There'll be like some five mm-hmm. and seven teams or some shit. Right. No, I, I mean, I, I'll, I, I think the original intent around it was that even bad football can be fun. And in and, and sure. betting bad football at least gives you some action on it when you have to watch Northwestern Iowa or, you know, UMass UConn from last week because you got nothing else on. And Lord knows you don't 
want to watch anything after what you had to watch. You have to watch Northwestern <laughs> Iowa. AJ was there. He paid to watch it. In that game, you <laughs> were one of the paid to watch in the stands, man. Good, good on you. Um, but no, that's kind of where the you know the point of college football and getting excited about is is seeing all these games, all this action, and even when there's a bad football game out there. Um, you know, having some action on it makes it more fun. I put New Mexico State in there because they have had a horrible track record. Shame on me. I want all the New Mexico State fans listening. You can send the, the hate mail to NIL fan vote. They'll read it. But uh, sorry, we'll uh, took a tangent there, digress. B, where are you leaning on this game? I have no fucking clue. I got to go Liberty, I guess. Liberty, That's a hard pick. Liberty, 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 bullshit. Give me the Aggies. They cover. Yeah, man. I like it, man. I Ten two and one this year against the spread. New Mexico State clearly right. they're a- something. AJ, we've covered this before. Where are the Aggies located? Uh, Canada. <laughs> close, very very Las, close. Las Cruces. I have- Las Cruces. All right, Beef. That does it for the show. Thank you, Matt. As always, appreciate you coming in here, getting our Big Ten bets right. You haven't got me right. I'm going to blame you for my terrible uh, picks, uh, just so I don't have to blame myself. And drink lots of alcohol. Okay, I'm going to do that. I'm ready for a trophy whenever this season's over, though, guys. (laughs) There is no trophy beef. Anyways, we got to make a trophy. I'll make one. Thank you all for coming. Follow us again. Facebook. Thank you all for having me. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us everywhere. Thanks for coming, Matt. We always appreciate having some Vegas love on here. Vegas Matt is bringing the goods, and we are out. Big 10 backers out. God bless everyone.